We'll get started in three, two. Welcome back to another episode of, as I am going to call them from now on, Recap Roundtables. Um, for those of you guys who have been tuning in for a while, you know that we do these uh, a bit longer form discussion episodes where there's like a specific topic I'm normally trying to discuss or they bring to me to discuss, and then we kind of hash it out among the, the PointCast slash Recap team. So with me today, I've got uh, basically everybody involved in the the recap production. We've got me, obviously, I'm your host, Josh. We got our analyst, Alex Crohandon, here with us. We got one of our writers, Anthony Arnold. We've got our other writer, Sasha Estrella Jones, with us as well. And of course, the boss lady of Pointcast herself, Francine Dash. Everybody, how you doing today? Awesome. Why am I always the only person speaking? Is this I know, right? This happens every time. I, and I always fall for it. Talk to me. How, How are, are you, you, Josh? I am you well, need Josh. Grace. Yeah, <laughs> that's definitely a setup. Okay. <laughs> okay. I feel the fall coming. Gotta call me out like that. <laughs> well, last time I spoke over you, Francine, you called me out. So I figured this time I'd seat the floor. Did I really? <laughs> uh, okay. I don't remember that, but I, I I won't say that it didn't happen. I'll, oh yeah, I sure did. That was funny though. <laughs> that was funny. Come on. <laughs> so let's go ahead and get into the meat of uh, what I wanted to talk about today. Today, today is kind of a, a topic that's that's very important to me because, as we now know, there are a lot of changes that are currently happening in America. Whether it's you know we have a new president, we're finally starting to you know beat COVID, well, not really beat it, but we, we have a vaccine on the way that it's 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 already being tried. We've got lots of people now having conversations that we wish they would have had decades ago. There's a lot changing here in America. And one of the things that I know is going to happen, regardless of where you are or where you're standing, is that there's going to be a need to have difficult conversations. The, the actual art of having a discussion, I know it's something that we've discussed before. It's important, again, now more than ever. So I wanted to go ahead and take a second to kind of talk to you guys about some of the ways that I believe um, are, are ways to navigate difficult conversations, and we'll kind of see what comes out of them from there. Um, I have a list of, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven points uh, that I'm going to go ahead and go about. But basically, the way I'm going to do this is I'm, I'm going to kind of list the point itself, talk to you about why I think is important, and then I'll go ahead and kind of give you guys or give you guys a chance to give me feedback as to, you know, if it's a good point, if it needs to be changed, what have you, all that other good stuff. Uh, two of them kind of go together. I don't know exactly how I'm going to make that happen yet. We'll, we'll get to it when we get to it. But um, that's kind of the way that I had structured this so far. So are you guys ready to dig in? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So this is, as it stands, Josh's seven tips to navigate difficult conversations. Put that on a shirt. <laughs> so the first and what I believe to be one of the most important parts of having difficult conversations is being mentally and emotionally available for the conversation when it happens. I know a lot of times people will like 
they'll, they'll bring up to say like a romantic partner that like they need to talk about something and because of things going on in their life or maybe there's something going on in their head like one person is trying to have this conversation and the other person is just kind of not available because they have other stuff going on in their head they're not really listening they're not really engaged in the conversation itself i feel like you can't have a discussion without having active participants in said discussion i feel like this is really the only thing that is kind of not negotiable <laughs> in my mind um in in regards to having a difficult conversation so that that's the first step is being both mentally and emotionally i think those two parts are important available for the conversation itself what do you guys think i love it that is a wonderful one to start off with it's it's really important uh and, and, it, and it's also good i think to tie in I'm, maybe you'll get to this but you know to to set aside time later that way everybody can prepare themselves for a difficult conversation ahead of time you'd be like hey Let's table this for now. We'll talk about this later. Let's make sure we're in the proper space. Like you said, emotionally and mentally, you know, it's when you have these things on this spot, like it's so much more difficult. Mm -hmm. um, people misspeak. They're not prepared. You're caught off guard. Uh, so that's a really good one. I love it. I agree with it as well. I think there's something to making sure you have the mental capacity to take in what somebody else might be sharing with you. And then you're in a good emotional space to really hear them. So I, I like that that's the start of your list. Okay. Like I said before, I, I think that that was one of the ones, uh, there, there, are two, um, there are two on here that I feel like are just kind of uh, general gimmies when it comes to having conversations that matter. That was the first one. The, the, the next one is at the end. We'll get to it when we get to it. But this second one, this is one that's been very important in my life because I know several times in, in my own life where this was not happening for me. Um, I was not doing this and I know that it very much hurt the conversations that I was having with people. But I think a very important part of having difficult conversations is being willing to listen and actually hear what's being said to you. I know in a lot of situations when people are you know, bringing up something, say we're having a difficult conversation about something that I know or I feel as if you've wronged me, right? If you're trying to explain to me what's going on in my head because I'm, I feel wronged or I'm hurt or what have you, I'm listening to respond to what you're saying, not actually hearing what may be happening or what the situation was that could actually change my opinion on how I feel about what's going on there. And so I think being willing to listen instead of just listening to respond is the is another really important piece in having difficult conversations is actively listening to what's being said. That's my second I point. agree with that. I think though that it really plays off and maybe I'm jumping the gun. I'm assuming you're going to get to it. It's how you're being spoken to. My philosophy is either you can speak just to speak or you can speak to be listened to. So if someone is speaking to me just to speak, okay, but I'm going to greet you with that energy. If you are speaking to hear through to my ears, not the way you hear, but the way I hear, then we can do the back and forth. So that's just my little asterisk on that uh, tip. That's actually a good point. I didn't I didn't have that listed on on my list here about the way you're being spoken to, not necessarily just the fact that you're speaking. So that that is actually a really good thing to also be keeping in mind is is that people will greet you with the energy that you're coming at them with. No, that's another good point, man. And as well for you, Sasha. Uh, I also was guilty of like approaching conversations with the idea that I need to win. 
I'm like, as you guys know, I'm argumentative. No. <laughs> so I, I know. No. When did this happen? No, this is, I have never guys. heard. I've never heard of that. Look, we're breaking news here. I know. <laughs> I'm. I know, guys. I'm breaking. You know, sorry to have to inform you, but I used to try to win every debate, win every conversation, which would make me not listen to the other person. Um, instead of trying to use the conversation to advance or further the relationship or increase my bond with this person, I wanted to win. So I would never listen to people. <laughs> Listening um, from the from the defensive perspective. Mm, yeah. Mm, looking yeah, for holes yeah. and looking for gaps that I could poke through. Um, you know. Yeah. It was to- like it was toxic and terrible. And I completely owned up to it. <laughs> What's actually really interesting is that that was actually my next point. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <Segway>. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, well, first off, before we move on, does anybody else have anything else to say about, um, you know, being willing to listen and, and matching your your conversation energy before you move on? No, I agree with what everybody has said. Okay. So, yeah, uh, the next step, effectively, I have this written. Uh, my notes are awful, and I, I'm, I'm glad you guys never actually see them. Um, but the, the next step is basically uh, be willing to have a conversation instead of only wanting to be right. So that, that, like I said, that 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 bleeds very directly <laughs> into um, the the point that you had made there, and I I know myself personally, I've I've been a victim to this, especially as um, I'm dealing with like feelings of being hurt. Like that, I know that mm-hmm. this is really the biggest thing for me if I am like already on the defensive because I feel I've been wronged in any, in any way, shape or form. So whether I'm dealing with my, my wife, whether I'm dealing with one of my friends, uh, regardless of the conversation being had, even sometimes when I'm, I'm dealing with like uh, work related conversations, there have been lots of situations in where like when I'm listening to people as Alex said, or as uh, Anthony said, I am, I am trying to find the holes in their logic. I'm trying to gather things that I can use to rebut rather than actually listening to what's being said and understanding it in the way that they're trying to bring it to me. So knowing the difference between a conversation and a debate. Yes. Well, so to kind of summarize the, or synthesize like all three points thus far, um, it's a matter of finding what works best for like in each individual relationship like, yeah, these are like good guidelines, but like they're going to be like, it's not going to be, it's not going to be universally, um, it's not going to hold universally across whoever you're having the conversation with. Right. Very true. I have a question though, but what if you really are right? How do you, based on what you're sharing, how do you navigate that? How do you, so where does that go? Do you just end it? Like, okay, we agree to be, we agree to disagree. Is that what you do? So I, I can I can give you my opinion, but uh, what one thing that I think is also really interesting is that also bleeds into my next point. So <laughs> that's great. We're just we're running through these without a without a hitch there. So the the way that I would navigate that is, uh, and this is this is something that I've been really good with. Like I'm I as I've talked with people, um, I'm always willing to be wrong and that that's effectively my next step is be okay with being wrong or having your opinion changed i think that that's another really important piece of dealing with conversations especially around uh politics religion and other things where we're, we're really dealing with uh well more, more specifically politics and 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 like healthcare we're, we're, we're like when there are facts involved um i think that it's it's really important to not necessarily 
confuse facts and opinions. And when you're having these types of conversations, if I'm, if I know, if I now am made aware that I'm operating from a state that was using either incorrect information, you know, faulty things, things I may not have researched well enough, I'm willing to have my opinion changed, but I know a lot of people aren't. So I think, again, a good step in, in having these conversations is being willing to be wrong if you learn something that contradicts something you either believed or thought about beforehand or more specifically just having your opinion changed i'm i'm very willing to have that happen i know a lot of us uh are very adept conversationalists <laughs> and i i think mo most of us are also willing to have opinions changed if we're presented with information that makes a sound case however i know a lot of people especially here in america when we're dealing with things like politics especially they don't want to hear anything other than the opinion they already have um I, I do I really like that point and I also want to do an add-on to it if that's okay. Go for it. In addition to being willing to be wrong, if you be willing to just walk away, be willing to live with uncertainty. Be willing to just you just disagree. Like and and that and the caveat there is depending on the stakes of the conversation. There are some conversations where it's just not worth trying to win, where the actual thing you're discussing is not important enough to damage the relationship that that you have with this other person. Like, they disagree with you. Okay. It's okay. Right? Now, there are some conversations where you should be willing to go to the mat all the way, even if it risks some short-term damage to the, to the actual relationship. Um, I had this happen recently with me, where, like, I was talking to a person I knew who was engaging in some risky behavior with COVID. And I was just like, I'm going to the mat here. You are not going to like what I say. And I'm going to go to the max because I would rather have you be mad at me than bury you in two weeks. So for that one, the stakes were high enough that I had to go all the way and probably do some short term damage. But sometimes just be like, hmm, okay, it's fine. It's fine. We're, we don't agree with each other. And that's totally adult and human and okay. I think the only the only pushback I have to that is that I think it depends on the nature of the the conversation at hand. Like if we're discussing whether or not Black Lives Matter, like I I, I can't I, I can't let you have an opinion that's not right agreeing with me because then you're literally advocating for black people to die right so like, right. um in in most conversations i 100 percent agree but yeah. i know at least there are some things in in my own life uh some conversational topics that i would have i would i would not really allow people to walk away from because i i feel as though letting them walk away is doing more harm than good but even in a situation like that let me ask maybe we can get some feedback from from the from everybody else because that you know let me ask if you make your point and they don't they're not buying it what if by letting them walk away it just sort of brews in their head it marinates like the things you said they're in there now they'll hear them they they may not respond right away but what if in like a week or two or a month it just stews and they're like maybe he's right like i didn't agree with him at the time so sometimes you just gotta let your you know you gotta let your point sort of like i said you gotta let it marinate in people let them let them swish around in their head a little bit 
and then maybe you can revisit it down the road. Whereas if you try to win it on the spot, sometimes you can make that growth impossible with people mm-hmm. because you'll you'll be so contentious with each other that they'll never want to come back to engage down the road. Whereas sometimes maintaining the relationship can allow them to come back. I've had to do this with family members who we disagree politically. And I used the strength of our relationship to make a point and then we would go away. And then they would come back to me. And now they email me. Like I have family members who like they'll email me. I'm like, hey, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? And because like they'll be like, okay, I think Anthony has a point. Let me, you know. And over time I've been able to like slowly narrow the gap between us. So I don't know. What 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 does everybody think about that idea? I, I really agree with that. Uh, I think especially when it comes to friendship, I believe friendship can be transformative. I mean, me and my best friend, we've been best friends since we were 11. So for over, for over a decade. And I've seen both of us change things that we thought were like fundamental about belief systems that we had, especially because we met so young things that our parents had drilled into us. My best friend happens to be uh, Muslim, hijabi, Palestinian American. And when I came here, I was just, ri- I wasn't raised like pro Palestine. I didn't really get it. So I was like, no, 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 you're wrong. And this was like early on. And she was like, no, you don't understand. And throughout the years, I've been like, oh, no, 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 no. Like, I, my com- opinion has completely changed, but it's happened through the course of like this back and forth that friendship is the bond. And the more I, understand her and her community and her community's plight the more i'm like oh no like this is part of my friend but this is just effed up you know so there's that part of it another part that i want to add though is like you need to preserve your own energy at a certain point you keep talking and keep going back and forth depletes you and that's when i say no i'm gonna tap out because now at this point i'm not really concerned anymore about trying to convince you of anything or going back and forth i'm concerned first and foremost about my well-being so once for me that point is reached i might actually just ask to step away in a conversation i'm good for being like i need a couple minutes to breathe because i can feel the emotions rising and i'm like either i can take some time to breathe or yeah we're just gonna have to end this here because if not it's no longer going to be a conversation it's going to be me telling you off and hurting your feelings. And I don't want to do that. I, I don't want that for me, you know? So Are you sure? Once we get there. <laughs> I think she's got a point. Because, like, no. And I, I, I had mentioned this a little earlier. Like, nobody wants, like, nobody comes into it wanting to, like, scream and curse and everything else at the other person. That's normally something that comes from the actual discourse that's happening and usually the lack of being heard on one or both sides. So, like, that's a that's an excellent point, Sasha, about making sure that you're preserving preserving your own mental energy and mental stability as you're having this conversation. Because the more that gets degraded, the more it becomes not a conversation. Also, Absolutely. you I have to make room for a, another person's ego. You know, when you're having these discussions, it's one thing that has been brought up is uh, people don't want to be made to feel stupid, <laughs> even if they are wrong. So, I think word choices matter (laughs) in discussions and how you sometimes when you're too familiar or very familiar with someone you just kind of slap your language out there and without any regard 
for you know how they might receive you because you're just you you want to communicate what you want to communicate but i think you you have to think about the end game and and so far up to these four points you raised it will only these points will only work if both sides agree to them that's fair so I, that's something okay so agreement so um discourse and conversations come in a variety of different forms right and it's important to keep what type of form um that the conversation is on in mind so if it's you know a personal conversation between you and your say and um say and a loved one a uh, friend family or uh, say or otherwise um that say that's a very different setting um than um discourse on the internet or discourse in front of people some people yes like sh- like you can should have a conversation with and you should um like you know some people like kindness is, is like is a thing that you should keep in mind and some people are just the enemy and treat them and treat them accordingly are we going to touch on any of what he said down the road? <laughs> like, like, I'm just curious, because I don't want to trample over your points. The next few things that I have left to discuss have not been brought up yet. So we can okay. we can dive into that if you want yeah. to. Yeah. Well, I online discourse is terrible. Yes. Like, none of this applies to online discourse, because it is literally the absolute worst way to have any meaningful discourse that I could possibly have designed. It is anonymous. You have no idea. A, a person could could say on Facebook that they are a white Trump supporter, and you could be talking to a black dude from like Jamaica. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it is just bad. It is all bad. It's don't don't do it. <laughs> like, like I mean this seriously. Like, like unless you have no, you are not going to win an internet argument. You're not going to convince people. And what will also happen is people will agree with you online and then lie because what they want to do is stop talking to you on Facebook. So they'll just say, okay, and they don't mean it. And you have no way of following up a lot of times. That's actually true. I've done right? that. That's, I've done that just to. Right. We've all done that. And it works because they can't follow up with you. You internet stranger 2055, like. <laughs> you're not going to follow up with me to know whether or not I actually agreed with your point or did there's I just no accountability. Yeah. There's no reinforcement. There's no, like, I, so, okay, don't okay. do it. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going <laughs> to, all right. So uh, I, I take issue with this argument um, <laughs> because the argument is always that you can't make a difference um, by like, by like discussing with people online or arguing with them online. Like you cannot make it, uh, you cannot make an impact to which I will respond that imperceptible changes in people's behavior is the only is like is the reason that facebook exists it is facebook's whole marketing let's say like a whole economic model is based upon the ability to influence people's thoughts and actions based upon what they see online that's accurate but but facebook this goes with what sasha was saying Facebook does can Facebook can measure whether or not they've changed their behavior. They can see, they actually can see, do you click on a different thing than you clicked on before we started showing you this ad or showing you this post. They can actually measure whether or not they are changing your behavior. You arguing with the internet stranger cannot. But I think that <laughs> goes back to are you speaking to speak or are you speaking to be heard? 
if you are just speaking to speak, say whatever. Oh, okay. If you are speaking to be heard, type at your own risk. <laughs> because truth of the matter is, you could say whatever and things get ugly. People, especially if you have a public profile, people will go start talking about how you look. It, it, the argument gets thrown out. It becomes a personal attack on you. So I just think just if you're doing it on the internet, do it at your own risk. Yes, I, I, I agree with that. Um, the other part of that though, and this is why I was saying, saying arguments with people in person and arguments with people online those serve different functions. If you are meeting in a, like in a person, like in a person to person, it's an intimate relationship. You are trying to, you know, like a merging of minds. Like that's kind of what you are going for. Um, if you are doing something online, that is um, thinking about of that you're having your objective be a merging of minds um, is a is a losing tactic your goal is not to change that person's mind. Your goal is to state your case and influence not the person you were talking to, everyone else who is watching it. Those are the people you are trying to change. You are, you are going to engage with their, their argument and def in an attempt to defeat their argument, not in an attempt to change their mind, but to in uh, an attempt to, uh, to impact anybody else who might be scrolling past who might be watching but then that sounds more like a debate than a conversation like at what line does do debates and conversation are they in their own lane because for me what you're describing is i'm like oh so we're having a public debate but but it also it also treats the person you're talking to as a prop which is disrespectful to them and even if they're like because you're saying they don't matter they are irrelevant but you're no. talking to them and the difference between that and a public debate is also in a public debate, if you and I, you know, you and I, Alex, or you and I, Sasha, if we're debating, there's nonverbal communication that I can read in you. And I can use that to maintain the temperature of the debate in a reasonable way that I just can't do online. Like, it's not a public debate with no nonverbal communication. It's just like, like what we do here. The reason we do this on camera is because I can read your face and it contributes to this conversation. And if I couldn't do that, it would be much harder for us to do any of what we do if I couldn't read your face. <laughs> we've, That's fair. Uh, and, and we've also all experienced this online. I bet we all have seen this, right? You'll make a point, and then the other person won't respond in three minutes. So you'll make another post, and then they come back, and they respond to your to something. And you're like, are they responding to my first post or my second post? And you don't mm -hmm. know because they're like, I had to go use the bathroom or I had to go to work for five hours. And then you're like, oh, they're not responding to me. They don't care. Ha, I owned them. That's why they got nothing to say back. Ha, ha, can't clap back now. Ha, 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 you left the keyboard. They're like, actually, son, I had to go work, my dude. Like, what are you? <laughs> my kid was throwing up in the next room, my man. What? I come back and you've done lit up my whole comment section what is this like that yeah. just doesn't it doesn't work like we're literally seeing this right this is what's so funny something happened like if guys could see this alex had to leave right something in real life has happened and alex had to walk away and i can see this and i know he's not ignoring my points he's like hey man real life happened like irl man I'm, my bad dude <laughs> i had to, i had to temporarily leave and it's okay if this was online, I'd be like, where you at, Alex? Where you at, son? You got nothing for me, boy. Like, it's not healthy. Online is also like wrestling <laughs> where you can tag people in. 
Because then I'm that person. <laughs> right. <laughs> we're like, I'm not going to start anything, but I'll be there and I'll like what I agree with. Like, <laughs> let's see Yo. where this goes. Popcorn, <laughs> tea. You know, so I think Look. that also adds to it as well. I mean, the and spectators. that probably doesn't help. Like if I'm, no, it, it for sure doesn't help. Like if I'm arguing a point and I know Alex is on the same page as me, like I could easily just tag Alex in on any comment section and be like, haha, son, this is a rap for you. Like, but that's not nice. I shouldn't do that. <laughs> but it's entertaining. It is. And for the like, debaters, they'd like to do that for some Right. Time. But you can't phone a friend on people. <laughs> that's wrong. <laughs> but what about when you're just showing your support to strangers? Mm. <laughs> So, I mean, this right. is for a record, me. this is just this is further evidence you know. of exactly what Anthony was saying a bit, a bit ago, right? Yeah, like, life, life social, me- social, well, social media is literally the worst possible. <laughs> yeah, platform. I mean, look, and this is why, and this is why I'm saying things like, look, like understand your objective. And you're Anthony, you can make the argument like, yes, you're like, uh, so you're making this person as a prop. No, I'm not using this person as a prop. I am. I say I'm just not hinging the my perceived success or failure of this discussion upon their upon their inability or inability to change their position those are different things right i can respect you as a person and disagree with your position and say i just don't like i'm just not going to like beat myself up and then like well if i had said this thing maybe if i had said this thing like no i'm just not gonna bother with that right and, so I, I'm, oh, and, and I'm, I'm not above. I'm not above any of this. Let me just make it clear. Like, <laughs> I'm not above any of this online. I know it's bad because I engage in all the worst behaviors. Me and my brother. My brother will put something on his Facebook page. He'll get somebody comment something crazy. He'll have to go like do real life stuff, and he'll message me on WhatsApp and be like, "Bro, I got a thread." He'll tag me. Get him. He'll be like, get him, man. I'm like, all right, son, he tags me out. He goes, does his music thing. I hop in like, I'm about to give you the heat. You're about to catch the heat. You know what's coming. And then I go to real life and he jumps back in. Like, don't do that. Don't be me online. Like, <laughs> I, I'm kind of inclined to disagree, Anthony. Um, again, once, once again, um, Facebook's whole model is based upon is based upon this. So if you um you know not you you personally like I'm by no means dedicate yourself to this. Like, that's not what I'm suggesting. I'm just saying if there's a thing that you feel passionate about, like a particular thing, and you're like, okay, I'm online. I, I've got 15 minutes to kill. Yeah, every one of these posts that I see, someone saying this, you know, Black Lives Don't Matter. I'm just gonna go in there and I'm gonna comment and I'm gonna be like, no, I'm gonna fight you. On every post, done. That's my good deed for the day. All right, we'll, I think this has gone off the rails. We will agree to disagree. I'm going to go ahead and add one more thing, and then we'll go ahead and move on to the next. Um, again, this is about having difficult conversations. So, like, I don't think the conversations that happen online are necessarily difficult, nor are they um, – designed to be I, I feel like if we can we can broach difficult topics but the discussion around them on, that happens online isn't a difficult conversation because in most cases people aren't trying to have their opinions changed they're just attacking the other person's opinion or the other person depending on the posting grid so um, I I won't I will admit I have also contributed to this to some degree 
But normally when I do it, I'm generally trying to have some kind of meaningful conversation with the person that I'm having the conversation with. And in many cases, there are like points that we make back and forth. And normally the conversation ends amicably. It's only not happened twice, in which case there's been like real life follow up and I've lost a couple of friends. But the important part about this is I, I think, as Alex mentioned, the purpose behind what you're doing is important, both in situations where you're dealing with people online or when you're having difficult conversations person to person in your real life. The the purpose behind the conversation is also an important thing to be keeping in mind. That's an additional point that I'm gonna throw on to the seven points that I already had there. Thank you, Alex. So is that eight points now? That's eight points now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so. Uh, the next point that I, I bring up, and this is very much important, at least for me and other people in my own personal life, especially when you're dealing with people um, that you know, or people that you know are coming from different life experience than you. Um, don't assume, curb your expectations, slash, have an open mind. It's the, the, the example that I have when I'm bringing this up is that not everyone's version of the same situation comes the same way to them. Two people who from the same household can look at the exact same situation and come to two very different conclusions. And so the example that I give when I bring that up is say somebody's really tired, right? They've been, I don't know, playing video games all day. And they say to their buddy, man, I'm tired, but that buddy just worked a triple shift at his wherever. And he's like, bro, like, what are you talking about? You've been playing video games all day. What do you mean you're tired? But that doesn't necessarily mean that the tired that that you know, the guy who's been playing video games all day is feeling is any less valid. It may not necessarily feel valid to you because you're coming from a different experience, but that doesn't mean he doesn't feel tired. So the reason I bring this up is it's really important to, to try to understand where the people you're having these conversations are coming from, because mm -hmm. even if you may not necessarily under or agree with their point, that point is coming from somewhere. Mm -hmm. Those feelings that bring up that point are valid if you want to challenge them, obviously that's on you, but the important part about this is everyone gets to it somewhere. And when I was when I was making this point, I, I was originally going to go to the logical extreme and say, like, say I'm talking with somebody, right, who doesn't believe in Black Lives Matter and thinks all Black people should die. Like, obviously, that's not a point that I agree with. However, they have some life experience that, for whatever reason, makes them believe that. And I think that challenging that or at least understanding where it's coming from is the first step in actually having a conversation with that person. If I was really going to try to change their mind or really try to engage in a meaningful conversation with them, I would need to know that that's where they're coming from. And I need to make sure that that's like something I'm keeping in mind as I'm having that discussion. Once again, I've loved like every one of your points so far, man, this is, a. I mean, yeah. To, to, to me, my thing is like the big thing. It's kind of what you're saying. To me, my thing is the thing. And to you, your thing is is the big thing. Um, no, most people don't think they're wrong when they make a point. They think they're right, and they think their point of view is the most valid point of view. Um, so it's, it, it's you know, so what you're saying is really instructive to keep in mind that to them, like you said, if they say they're tired, they're not. They're, they they mean it, um, and that's an important point to keep in mind too. So yeah, I love all your points so far, man. Okay, I have a question for you. I was engaging someone and you know, we're in the heat of this, you know, post-election, uh, but this is a person who uh, voted for Trump 
and she's really emotionally distraught right now because she believes that Trump ran, was successful and won and still couldn't get in. Based on what you're sharing, how do you address someone who's really, they really sincerely are hurting over a thing? For so, me? Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, no, Josh, you can go. No, I, I didn't want to stop you. I, I didn't realize you were, I, I was, I was, when, when you, when you first started bringing it up, I was like preparing my response. Um, I probably shouldn't have done that. That goes against your rules. About... I think that it was it number. Did. It did. <laughs> yeah, so, number. So, so as soon as you were done, two. I was. I told you I'm bad. That was at this. number two. Yeah, I, I told you that. That's the thing I struggle with a lot. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> I was ready to jump in as soon as you stopped talking. Go ahead, Sasha. Go ahead. Got you. Uh, so your, my response to that would be to know when you are or are not the appropriate person to have this conversation with that individual. Mm -hmm. Yes, you know, it's not to downplay that what she exper is experiencing is very real, but I will never compromise my own well-being to, to do this sort of comforting or coddling of someone who yeah, I'm like, yes, sis, I just can't help you with this one. <laughs> that doesn't mean there's not a person for that. Right, right. And maybe you can direct them there. Mm -hmm. Or maybe you can call that person in. But I'm not going to do that work because it comes at too great of a cost to me. And I think this is for me, you know, we're talking about things like race or social justice. I'm like, mm, if a person who happens to be white is if I feel like, yeah, no, this is going to be too distressing. I'm like, I just, I can't, I can't because I choose not to for myself. So I don't know if that answers it, but I think sometimes it's acknowledging you're not the best person to have this conversation with individual, with this individual. <laughs> I mean, that, that is the point though. Like knowing, knowing that you're the right person to talk <laughs> with someone about a thing, uh, because obviously depending on who you are and the relationship you have with people, you may or may not be better suited to deal with someone who is feeling some kind of way. But to, to more directly answer your question, Francine, um, I work in customer service. So I actually deal with this all the time. People come to me emotionally distraught for all kinds of reasons that I 100% <laughs> disagree with. But the, normally the thing that I try to make happen, both in my personal and professional life, is anyone who is coming at you who is generally heightened is looking to be heard and looking to be understood. So exactly. in any situation in where someone like even going back to the example of like the the people who feel strongly about Black Lives Matter and and even go so far as to like saying like you know some stupid shit like death on black people like that that comes from somewhere. If if I can try to understand where they're coming from or try to understand what makes them feel that way or at least hear them out as to why, in many cases that's enough to begin the process for them to change the way they think. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So if, if someone's coming at me and they're they're bawling their eyes out because Trump didn't win, my question to them is why exactly do you want them to win so much? Like what what has Trump done that puts you behind him or that yeah, yeah that puts you behind him in such a big way? Like why why is this so emotionally distressing for you? And if we talk that out and I can try maybe if I'm trying to change their opinion, maybe I'll challenge some of the points that they bring up. But in a general sense, all they're really wanting is to be heard and understood. And so if I can hear and understand them, even if I disagree with them, that 
helps bring the conversation forward. And especially, um, like I said before, this is this is the real big thing, like in in your personal relationships with people. Because like, if I'm coming to you as someone like who is distraught, like the goal is to be consoled or at least to to discuss whatever is concerning me. So mm-hmm. even if I don't even if I don't agree with you, the the actual act of just hearing them out is normally enough to at least start, if not continue, the conversation. Uh, my my last two points here. Okay. Um, this one is a bit more of a personal one for me, and it's it's mostly only in in relevance to having conversations with people that you know well or people that you actually plan to keep the relationship with. But one of the things that I think is very important to uh, keep in mind when you're having difficult conversations is that I never want to leave a conversation worse than how it started. Like if, if, if based on this conversation, we end up, you know, heightened and people are having feelings hurt and everything else. That's when, as we've discussed already, that would be a good time to like step away to recuperate, maybe to come back to it at some other point in time, because if I can, I want to avoid a situation where it devolves into something that's not a conversation. But that's 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 a me thing. I mean, obviously, I, I'm I'm pretty sure you guys may may feel a similar way. But I I never want if if I care about the relationship with the person I'm having a conversation with, I never want to leave the conversation worse than how it started. I think "worst" is an interesting choice of word because sometimes I leave a conversation feeling more uncomfortable than I started, and that can feel like bad. But just because you may feel uncomfortable or may have been pushed in a certain way, I don't necessarily think that's worse. So that's why I think my question would be like, what are we defining as like worse than we started? Because difficult conversations, one party very well so, or maybe both are going to walk away feeling like, hmm. That's fair. Um, So I, I don't know if there's like an exact way that I would define worse. However, what I would generally feel as worse is if I don't feel like anything came of the conversation. If we if we spent all this time coming together and either opinions weren't changed, feelings were hurt, and we just left no different than how we started other than having bad feelings about the person I just had that conversation with, then in my mind, we shouldn't have even attempted it. Like that was a waste of everyone's time involved. However, I've had several conversations where I come out of it feeling uncomfortable, but I don't feel like it was a bad conversation. I just know that I was now challenged in a way that I wasn't before. Because I think when I hear that, I'm thinking about what Anthony said about sometimes things just have to simmer. True. So some sometimes things maybe initially, of course, now look, name calling and getting nasty, that's its own category. I'm not talking about that. That clearly for me is, is worse. Duh, we right. then purposefully, intentionally mean to one another. But I think about, you know, what Anthony said about simmering, because, yeah, sometimes things may be a little bit worse right now, but may be planting some seeds for things not to be worse when we we revisit this or, you know, days, weeks, maybe even months or years later when I'm like, oh, I actually kind of get what that person said. That that makes sense. I can see from their lens now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's exactly kind of what I was saying. I mean, it's like uh, I was just saying here when you mentioned the word simmer, I was thinking like it's like 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 cooking like a stew or something. You're like adding ingredients. And sometimes when you're adding ingredients, you're like, this doesn't look great. 
You're like, I don't know about this. You're like, uh, I'm not comfortable. You're like, let it simmer. Let it sit. Let it simmer. Let it do its thing. And it could turn out, it turned out wonderful. But that's the process, right? Um, as long as you don't like destroy the dish. And in this case, destroying it is what you mentioned, Josh. If it devolves into personal attacks, if it devolves into ugly, aggressive, personal nastiness, well, now you've ruined the meal. Like, you've ruined it. You, It can't simmer. It can't evolve into something better. Um, and so I would say if you've gained an understanding of a person's position, if you've both, you know, even if you both have forcefully expressed your opinions, if it doesn't devolve into personal nastiness, um, then it's still a step in the right direction. You know? And th- those, those are my thoughts. That, that's why... Yeah. Uh, that, that, I, I specifically chose that word intentionally. Don't leave yeah. it worse uh, than you found it. Because in, in any situation in where you come together to have a conversation and it evolves into an argument, that is nothing good for anybody involved. Because obviously it wasn't the attention um, and it, it does nothing to further either discussion that was supposed to happen or you guys' feelings toward one another. And it, it was, again, a waste of everyone's time. So that, that's effectively what I mean by making sure that the conversation isn't worse when we leave it. But I do believe there is benefit in people leaving difficult conversations feeling uncomfortable or challenged or maybe feeling wrong sometimes, depending on, you know, whatever's happening and whatever they were feeling or thinking at the time. Because challenging opinions is one of the best ways that we grow as people. In fact, having your opinion challenged is one of the ways that you grow as a person, both into adulthood and otherwise. And so I think that having conversations where those things happen is really important. And that, like I said before, that's, that's, that's happening now in America, at least in, in my experience, more than it has happened in the past. And so that's why I wanted to bring up this list. Now we're, we're at the end of it here. The last one is, is pretty simple. We've, we've touched on it a lot uh, as we've been talking and like I said it's one of the ones that I'm pretty sure is like a, a solid thing that everyone will agree with uh, you avoid the conversation no nos as I call them you know getting loud cursing interrupting people insults threats things along those lines things that don't actually progress the conversation and, and bring it more toward becoming an argument rather than being an actual discussion because discussion is what needs to happen, not more arguments. We had enough, we've had enough of those and all the time that I've been alive, I would like to actually have some discussion here. So um, that was all the steps. I'm going to recap them all just so that way we, we all know what they are, all eight steps, because we got that extra one from Alex here. So first one, number one, make sure you are mentally and emotionally available for the conversation itself. Do not have the conversation if you are not prepared for it, because it's, it's going to become something that, that you shouldn't be. Uh, second point, be willing to listen and actually hear what's being said. Third point, listen to actually understand what's being said, not just to respond to what's being said. Fourth point, being okay with either being wrong or having your opinion changed. Alex's bonus fifth point, (laughs) making sure you understand the purpose of the conversation being had. Sixth point, don't assume, curb your expectations or effectively have an open mind as you have this conversation. You need to either understand or attempt to understand where the other people in the conversation are coming from. Seventh point here, Don't leave the conversation worse than how it started. 
And then the final one, as we discussed, as we just discussed, avoid the conversation, no nos, try not to argue effectively. You know, don't don't name call. Um, it, it, this is, as Alex put it, the conversations like these are about melding of meldings of minds, not arguing with people and putting them down. That helps no one. And that's what we want to avoid. So if I could put three words on how I feel converse, like difficult conversations need to happen, they happen through patience, respect, and understanding. And if you, if you get nothing out of everything you listen to, <laughs> for all the people listening, I want you to remember those three words. If you don't remember my list, remember those three words as you have your conversations with the people, patience, respect, and understanding. And hopefully, either using this list or some, some version of it, whatever makes more, the most sense to you as you have your conversations, we can navigate all the different conversations that will be happening both near the end of this year and going into next year, especially as we have a new president. Mic drop. <laughs> yeah. It's a great list, man. It's a really good list. I think this will be so good, like, written out as, like, I don't know an article but as you're saying this i'm like it would be so nice to actually have like this as like a real written list it's mm. really good josh maybe it would yes yes it would maybe, maybe we'll figure out a way to put that on the on the page you should send it we'll figure it out okay okay i won't send you my notes because they're awful but we can we can talk about what that's going to look like so yeah yeah, yeah. navigating difficult conversations in 2021 <laughs> Yes, yes, very so, good. With that said, with all that being said, this podcast has been brought to you in part by Eliac Productions, the studio for podcasters and musicians. And as always, Pointcast News. To listen to any of our other podcasts, please go visit our website at pointcast.news, or you could find us on Apple Podcasts. Also, be sure to like and follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, we really like engaging with you guys. That's why we have things like the quotes that we send out, the polls, all the other things that we like to do to make sure that uh, we hear from you. Because again, we, we make this stuff for you guys. Thank you for listening today. Thank you all for being here with me today. Josh out. Oh, I'm not the only one with the blanket. Yeah, I I'm, I record with a blanket all the time. If I'm sitting down, I need the blanket. It's not it's not negotiable. <laughs> That's right. Okay, anybody else with a blanket? I'm just curious now. No, but I have a pillow. Ah, uh, pillow woman. Actually, this is my robe. So I was kind enough to take it off for you guys. So I wouldn't <laughs> But it's warm. Look at, look at Anthony's face. No oh, such <laughs> thing, man. He say he's hardcore. Give me a chair. Well, no, chair me, to Mike. Me, me and my house like, or me and my house, me and my wife like our house cold. So like we, I need a blanket. Oh no. Oh, you you found oh, why? It's something that I've grown used to. I used to. I come from a, a hot household, but she, she doesn't. And that's just something that we've come to agree on. So the house is cold. So you compromise in the middle. That's a show right there. I can't believe you. Uh, that's well, you're newlywed still. That'll change in ten years. <laughs>